0: Welcome back, everyone.
1: Best day of the week. <laughs> Unless you work in service like we do, in which case it may as well be it's, Tuesday. It's, 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 it's
0: <laughs> kind of rough. But. Anyway, I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. Welcome back, David. Hello there. Solitaire Games, the final chapter. Okay, so we've been getting into some of the cool things about Solitaire Games and why they're awesome and all this, but... Um, Let's see. How many how many Solitaire games are listed on BGG? The ones that you just play one player?
2: I had a look, actually, and if you do a player count of one-to-one, one, exactly. So, i.e., it can only be played by one player. Uh, there are 12 pages of results.
0: Okay. Um,
2: there's 100... 100- Results per page, so call it 1150.
0: Okay, that's a substantial number, but uh, how many people have actually tried or played any of these? Well, there's
2: the interesting thing. So, the number one rated game on BGG that's for one player only is Friday, which By for anybody F- who Freedom knows, and Freeze. that's Freedom and Freeze, and for anybody who's ever investigated solitaire games, that won't surprise anybody uh, because it's the first thing that anybody will recommend simply because it's the best known solitaire game. 10,000 odd people have rated that. The next one down is a game called Ambush which I've never heard of, I don't know what it is, I'm going to investigate it now, 1,867 votes. Okay, that's a a bit of a drop. 20% of the votes that Friday has. And only the next two, which is Zombie in My Pocket, which again I haven't heard of, and Hostage Negotiator, which is amazing, those are the only four games that have over 1,000 ratings. Uh, I mean, the next one's over 900. But it drops really, really quickly. And there are games I recognize further down this list. Chainsaw Warrior, which is a Games Workshop... Was
0: way back. License. Back from when... Back from when Games Workshop actually made games.
2: Yeah. Um, Chainsaw Warrior has 645 reviews. There's Victory Point games that I know are very good that have 500. I haven't even got to Death Angel yet, which is one of the biggest ones, and I'm already almost halfway down the first page just scanning BGG right now. So... I mean, one of the things there is I think the BGG community is not inherently based around solitaire gamers. There are certainly guilds out there that support it. The one-player guild, uh, which I connected to through my podcasting, um, is very active. But I think it's inherently a smaller uh, consumer base than multiplayer games, or at least a more private one.
0: Yeah, uh, these do sound cool and interesting and all that, and it's just... I don't know if I'm sold on the idea of playing games by myself. You've heard of the same stuff that we've all heard. Oh, and yeah. it's, it's, do these sound like things that you'd want to play? Nope.
1: And like for no real reason. I mean, I play lots of board games, but I've never been much of a solo thing doer. I mean, even like playing video games as a kid or as a teen and computer games, point and click, whatever. It's just like never been for me. E, those that I have played have been more of the sort of story, mystery, puzzle-solving variety. I think I have waxed poetic about my love of the Nancy Drew point-and-click games. <laughs> um, but even those, I mean, I played with company because it wasn't just stimulating to bounce my own ideas back against a screen. I really just wanted to be able to work this out with another real-life human but yeah. that's just me, right? I think it's just like it's just not for me. I totally get it. I totally respect it. I see the appeal, but like
0: it's not just you. I think um, no. for for most of my life, most of my game playing was solitaire games because well, I didn't really have friends who had any sort of common interests. So electronic games were generally my go to sort of thing. And if a board game had a solitaire option in it, then that would certainly be an attractive thing. But um, at some point in the last few years, just fairly recently. I appear to have lost the capacity to enjoy playing games by myself. It just makes me feel lonely. That includes both electronic and tabletop games. And I'm not sure exactly what it was about me that changed. But... Uh, The only time that I ever play single-player games is when I'm sitting down together with friends, just like you were talking about Mm -hmm. with with Nancy Drew. Mm -hmm. Having people to talk to about what's going on on the screen, to consult with it, Mm -hmm. what should we do here? Or better still, having people to play with in something like Minecraft or Starbound. I mean, I have no interest in playing Minecraft by myself. But if my friends are together on a server and we can go exploring together, that's hugely appealing for me.
1: Mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said, too, about... You know, why people tend to play more video games by themselves than Mm -hmm. board games by themselves. Even people that know that solitaire board games are a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know so many people with board games and. So many of those games have solitaire variants and they know that they are made very much aware, but these are still people that if they want to do something by themselves, will still choose to play video games instead. And I think it has a lot to do with the sort of the immersive qualities of Mm -hmm. a lot of video games, especially if you're going for the more sort of like puzzle solve you were saying that there's two types of video games. There's video games that are like Mario Kart and and.
0: Overwatch, Overwatch, stuff so, so like against that. against like, other humans, yeah. You, you,
1: you, do you do a thing. It's kind of like a sport almost. You know, there's a mm-hmm. clear goal that you do to win, and then there's things that are just like stories almost. You know, it's a it's an adventure with bits of a movie mm-hmm. interspersed through it. Yeah,
0: kind of like, kind of like an obstacle course that uh, that gives you bits of a story. Prog- and and stuff like it. that.
1: You know, it's got it's got soundtracks. It's got you know the sounds of birds chirping in the trees. It's got music in the background. It's fully got voiced dialogue. Fully voiced by dialogue. Voice actors and stuff. You know, interspersed bits where you don't actually have to do anything. You just get to watch what's going on on the screen. It's much more engaging for someone that's just casually trying to do a thing with their spare time than having to, like, set up a whole board game. And then it it really just requires your constant attention, a board game does. If you're playing it with other people, if you stop paying attention, then you will probably lose track of what's going on and you'll be at a disadvantage when it's your next turn. If you're playing it by yourself and you don't pay attention, then just nothing happens. Hmm. You know, you don't get to zone out. You don't get to just, like, enjoy...
0: Flow state flow isn't state. really something yeah. that can happen. You That's have, the word. You yeah. have to be engaged with it in single player mode enough to sort of fill in those blanks. In the way that, um, just in the way that reading uh, a story in print creates pictures in your mm-hmm. mind, playing a board game on the tabletop uh, creates an emergent narrative in the minds mm-hmm. of the players. Uh, but again, only if you're actually putting that into it. And without friends to bounce off of, I find it's more difficult
2: for me. Hmm. It's interesting listening to all this because I, I think I come at all of this from a very different angle. Um, if I'm looking for a game on the Apple Store, for example, to throw onto my phone uh, or my iPad and I see PvP or MMO or, uh, you know, fight against your friends or something like that, I am markedly less likely to bother looking at it mm. than if I see Immersive Story, great, you know, single player mm. mode or something like that. Uh, what about
0: I, uh, 3 4 player co-op
2: no interest
0: those tend to be the electronic games um, that I wind up playing
2: yeah I think time. the thing is with me I think I want to be able to play games when I want to be able to play games and I don't want to have to rely on somebody being on right. the other end. Mm-hmm.
0: Scheduling is always the most difficult thing to manage with any ongoing story.
1: People are very unreliable.
0: It's, ugh, they have lives and stuff. It's terrible.
1: Lives and jobs and partners and children and ugh. other well, look, hobbies. I'm, and...
2: I'm one of the unreliable people. Mm-hmm. I have my, you know, the work that I do is often very kind of spur of the moment and things come up and I can't make that game. And I also, that's another thing. I don't want to let people down I don't want to
1: that's very like reflective of you I don't know I feel (laughs) that like a lot of people would just be like oh all of my friends so unreliable can never get them to commit to in one night a week ugh how terrible but it's almost refreshing to see somebody acknowledge the fact that you know what sometimes i'm the person that doesn't respond to their text messages for three days sometimes i'm the person that has last minute emergencies pop up all the time that are kind of sort of emergencies but not necessarily always that can be me
2: yeah well you know what it is i've done it a few times and i feel bad because i'm somebody who if i commit to being at the game table i want to be there and I've, uh, what makes me even more upset is i've had to do it a couple of times with play testing sessions mm. um, which i feel even worse about because often they're you know they're trying to do a particular play account or something like that. Um, and so I, you know, I'm acutely aware of it being a thing. And that by no means stops me being a social board game player. I will still play social board games but I think it informs why I enjoy Solitaire as much as I do.
0: Especially in long-form stories yeah. where going to, or legacy-type games where there'll be an ongoing sort mm-hmm. of game um, where you don't have to worry about keeping to anyone else's schedule but your own.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm in a near-and-far campaign right now, and mm-hmm. near-and-far, when you play a campaign game, you play 10 maps in a row. And we played three maps the first day that we played because the game plays about an hour and a bit. And then we played one more map about two days later, and that was over 10 days ago, and we haven't got back together yet nice. to meet up for the next one hopefully we will be tomorrow but you know things come up and it's difficult to schedule things and i you know i like things to keep moving both you know as me being there and as other people being there
0: hey let's give the momentum up yeah and i know that there's no way i'm ever going to play <laughs> bloomhaven there's no way i'm ever going to play seventh continent because i simply do not have a group who would be able to get together regularly for that length of time mm. i could do it Solitaire though. Yeah. And that option would open up possibilities for more long form storytelling that simply wouldn't be feasible.
2: Well and my Gloomhaven's arriving in a couple of weeks, hopefully, and I have every intention of starting Solitaire. And I will, you know, of course people can drop in and join my campaign. And we'll see how that works. what's a
0: nice feature of that particular game. It is.
2: Mm-hmm. Um and as long as it's not going to limit you know, obviously I don't know how many characters you get to create in this thing, but as long as it doesn't take away my possibility of creating a character if I retire all the people I've got then you know I'd love to play with people now and then but I am absolutely starting it solitaire and I'm expecting it to be predominantly solitaire because that way I will keep it moving and I don't want to buy a game especially something as expensive as Gloomhaven and turn around in two years time and go oh well I never finished that
0: well I guess that explains why the sort of stuff they see at Snakes and Lattes for one player doesn't really fit this I mean they tend to be very simple puzzle solving things I tend to bring things like Take It Easy Mm -hmm. um, which has a one player variant it's just a very very easy way to just score some points, pass some time, and wait for your other friends to arrive.
1: I think it's also people don't necessarily realize how many games have solitaire variants mm-hmm. and if they do realize they'll not necessarily go seek out that experience in such a public place. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, we're talking about solitaire, the appeal of solitaire games of being able to do it on your own time your own schedule, your own home you don't have to put pants on if you don't want to <laughs> you don't have to worry about anybody else and, and you know, going and, and sitting in a room with a hundred other people that might be not sitting with you, but sitting near you and listening to them play whatever it is they're playing is not necessarily what's most conducive to that sort of reflective, sort of reflective state. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've done it. I, I, I frequently go and sit at Snakes. That's just because I, I like being around friends while I'm playing. I have no problem with that. Uh, unless I'm doing it specifically for my podcast, in which case I need to be in my own space because... I kind of record every word, I think, doing that. And it would be weird to do that in the cafe. But um, I've played a couple of times and people have approached me and they've said, you know, what are you doing? There's no one else here, kind of thing. Which informs that question that we asked first thing on mm-hmm. Monday. What do you mean you can play board games by yourself? I can see it being slightly odd for people who are more casual to the hobby.
0: Well, this has been a really interesting niche to explore, David. Thank you for coming on to the show and telling us about it. Thank Always you for inviting me on. to
1: have you, David. Thank you.
0: So that'll do it for this week's Snakescast. You can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com. Say hi, let us know what sort of topics you'd like to hear about, that sort of thing.
1: The Snakes Cast is produced by Dax Audio, and music is provided by Ben Sound.
0: Tune in next week when we are going to cast the game spotlight on the Robinson Crusoe Adventures on the Cursed Island.
1: The opinions expressed on the Snakes Cast are those of the presenters and guests and nobody else.
0: See you next week, folks.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.